Good morning, my fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. I'm going to be perfectly honest with all of you. I thought that we would finally be evolving out of this conversation of lockdowns and this virus and everything that else is going on. I truly um, didn't believe it would be this intense again with all the misinformation and how many other people just continue to blindly believe the mainstream media in their in their narrative and their fear mongering. And just like I told you on a previous live, I you know got blindsided on a radio interview where they tried to blindside me and start asking all of these COVID scenarios and questions um, when they told us they were going to talk about our campaign and our fundraising. And you know me, that's the wrong subject to be questioning me on because I've been in this fight ever since April 9th of 2020, shooting down the narrative. And like I told you all before, I've been 100% spot on, on everything, okay? So I'm here to lower the fear again today and to look at things logically because um, it's amazing. It is just simply amazing that they're trying to get away with the same insanity um, that they did before. And here's what I want to make sure to all the people in Michigan right now that are watching on how important it was for not only for us to take that 1945 law away from the governor, but also how important it was for the Supreme Court of the state of Michigan to rule in favor of the legislature to tell us that the state of emergency or the endless state of emergency ever since April was deemed unconstitutional. Um, but now we have a different problem in the state of Michigan, which we're going to be dealing with here shortly, is the health department, who Elizabeth Hertel, what I would humbly um, give you my opinion on it is probably the most powerful woman in the state of Michigan right now with what they're doing to the businesses and everything else. But they're being very careful with the mandates this time around, aren't they? They're being a little bit more thoughtful. So you can see that all the polls that are coming out is for in favor of us saying that we don't want these mandates. So they're switching their narrative so they can no longer just force it down our throat and fear monger us. A lot of us have awakened. Some of us have been awakened the whole time. But you can see the narrative that they're trying to push. And I'm telling you right now, you know, cold and flu season is upon us. And if this starts to go, you're going to see them starting to strangle us down again. So I'm here to give you the information. I'm here to give you the information so you can be empowered and educated on how you want to deal with this for you and your family. And like I've said time and time again, do not believe everything that you see on mainstream media. Do not believe everything that we hear in our own echo chamber called social media. Question everything. Question me. Question me if anybody, and I've said this time and time again, would like to provide me with some research that combats what I'm going to say here today, then I'm all for it. Because I told you from the very beginning, if something I say comes out and it proves that I was faulty, then I will come on here and let you know because I want to make sure that I'm giving you the information and so you can continue to move this thing forward. So let's talk about some things. So what just came out, and a lot of us know, so I'm going to use some key words here because I don't want to get clipped off of Facebook. But on July 21st of this year, the CDC announced it is withdrawing its authorization of the current PCR test for this virus, saying the PCR test would no longer be considered valid science after December 31st of this year. Let, let me repeat that because I think this is where I'm going to shoot down the entire narrative, Okay. Um, on July 21st of this year, the CDC announced it is withdrawing its authorization of the current PCR test for COVID-19, saying the PCR test would no longer be considered valid science after December 31st of this year. So we have known for quite a while, this guy included, for almost a year now that the PCR test is absolute hot garbage. 
Okay. If you test anything and you spin it, you're going to test positive for any type of disease. The owner um, or the inventor actually was on record for saying that it's a horrible test to use for diagnosis. But guess where they were running with in the beginning? The PCR test, which now they're coming out and said, this no longer be considered valid science after December 31st of this year. So wait a minute. So you're basically admitting all the cases and cases and cases and cases that you continue to hammer down and fear monger us with, you weren't using the appropriate test. So a lot of these so-called cases are probably false positives. And I, that's going to lead to a very, very important um, answer here down the road. So I want you to remember that, that most of these cases of our kids and adults, everybody that was getting testing a million times last year, they were using the PCR test, which they're now saying it is not considered valid science, but they are using it to push a narrative. So they're not going to no longer use it. It then states that a new PCR test will facilitate detection and different, uh, different, the difference, excuse me, the difference between this virus and influenza. Interesting. So the new one they're going to do is actually going to be able to tell the difference, which, again, they're basically admitting that everything this past year, because we question this time and time again, is where'd flu go? It just mysteriously disappeared. And there's that's because we were masked up. That's because everybody was social distancing, hot garbage. No, it wasn't. It's because you were testing it and probably saying that the flu was this virus. Okay, because now they're saying they're coming out and saying that this one's going to differentiate between cold and flu. Right. I'm using keywords here, so bear with me. Meaning the new test will reportedly be able to tell the difference between this virus and the common cold. This implies that the current test, the one used to push a global COVID pandemic hysteria, does not achieve such differentiation. So that's very important to know. So a lot of people out there, they may think that they've actually had COVID and they have natural immunity. Well, if you did not get your antibodies tested, then you don't know for sure. You have to get your antibody, not the quick rapid test. That's hot garbage. You want to actually go. I went to Walgreens after I had COVID and had my blood drawn and it was tested and it showed that I have antibodies through the roof. And I have a lot of friends who've also had COVID and their antibodies, holy cow, are way, way bigger than me. Right. So are way, way more than me. So I want you to understand that if you haven't gotten your antibodies tested and had blood drawn, not poke, blood drawn. All right then you should do that just for your own peace of mind. Because folks, and I know Governor Whitmer and her posse labeled me as a COVID denier. You know who've been following me ever since the beginning. I've never denied COVID. It's real. It's existed. I just lost another family member um, this past uh, day from COVID, right? He had diabetes, untreated diabetes. And we all know people with underlying medical conditions, people who have disease process are more susceptible to this virus. And I'm going to get to how we should handle that in the future. So again, it comes down to giving people the information, giving people the truth. And that's what they have failed. Not only our governor, but the CDC, Fauci the clown, all these other people have failed us by giving us all this misinformation. And now it's coming out to say that all the stuff that they were cramming down our throats was in fact not true. And again, I've been on my soapbox in the beginning telling all of you that we demand to know the truth and expect the answers. And that is what it's creating right now is people don't trust anymore. And so that's why I'm really trying to get this information out so you all can be empowered. So if they were using a faulty test that pushed a narrative and a lot of people out there are thinking because of they were tested positive because of this PCR test, they truly believe that they had COVID. Well, unless you get your antibodies tested and have your blood drawn to show you 
you may still be susceptible to this virus. So you must get this done so you know and your family knows. Okay, so let's let's move this forward into what they're saying now. So the this article just came out on August 6th, which was a couple of days ago. COVID-19 reinfection is much more likely to occur in the people who have not gotten this medical procedure done. You know what I'm talking about, the V word. I can't say it. Latest CDC data shows. So let's shoot down this narrative from the garbage CDC, which I am no fan of right now. And a study conducted before the Delta variant. What became widespread, those who were didn't do this procedure, the medical procedure, were 2.34 times more likely to get infected a second time. Okay, we know that people who have gotten who have not gotten this medical procedure are more likely to get infected with COVID-19. But new data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reveals that the people who have not gotten this medical procedure are also more likely to get reinfected with COVID-19 after their first infection. Let's shoot that narrative down right now. So if they were using a faulty test, a PCR test that can't differentiate between cold and flu, right? Can't differentiate between flu and this virus, then they're thinking and they're saying like, well, they're getting reinfected for a second time. How do you know that? Now, the data that they should be providing us is proof that says, hey, we did a study out of the 246 people in Kentucky, and that's what they're running with. That's a very small study, by the way. 246 people in Kentucky, what they should be putting in there and said, these are the people that had their antibodies tested. And yes, in fact, they do have antibodies, right? That's what I want to know. Because they're saying that, let me see here. They said that as a result, the CDC recommends that all eligible people should be offered this um, medical procedure to reduce the risk of infection. Okay, because they're saying that new variants, including Delta, might affect how long immunity from natural infection lasts, because now they're running with the narrative. Well, they don't know for sure, because I'm saying this. They don't know for sure if these people had antibodies tested or not, because if you if you go back and I know this is deep, if you go back and then you can prove to us that, yes, these people had covid. We drew blood. They had the antibodies. And then six months, several months later, they got covid again. And they have that data that showed that they actually had the COVID-19, not something off the PCR tests, right? Then that would be valid data. And I would be providing you that information. Like I said, I'm just here to give you up-to-date accurate information and analyze the situation and put some common sense in the situation. But what they're running through or running with is hot garbage. It's not true science and data. The new study released today examined 246 people in Kentucky who were reinfected between May and June and found those who were not doing the medical procedure or unvaccinated, we're 2.34 times more likely to get infected with COVID-19 a second time. Well, how do you know it's a second time? Do you have the actual test, not the PCR test, because a lot of the testing that were, they were doing in the beginning is garbage. Okay, so you don't have a good accurate test, then test the antibodies. And so if it is indeed, in fact, true that they had the antibodies, they lost the antibodies, and they got reinfected, that's the research I want to know. But I don't want to know a narrative. I don't want to know a clown show. Okay, because Fauci has been running with this garbage for a long time. So that's why we have to question everything. And again, I don't have all the answers to everything, but I do want to know some answer to some questions so I can be empowered, so I can give you the information, because this doesn't make sense, especially with what they're putting out with the PCR test. Okay, so these are things that we must demand to know the answer to, because now we have Fauci, my buddy Fauci. Sturgis will likely cause COVID surge. Public health should supersede freedoms. Holy cow, this guy needs to just go off into the sunset and never, ever come back again. Again, 
He says, Sturgis will likely cause COVID surge. Public health should supersede freedoms. No, never, ever. Your constitutional freedoms, your sacred values, your citizens' rights should never, ever be infringed upon regardless of a pandemic. And this could, should scare the ever-living hell out of you when you have people pushing a fear narrative to take away your freedoms. This is a country called America where we live in a thing called freedom. And you're not allowed to take that away because that's what they're good at is when government takes freedom away and government takes your values away, they're not going to give them back. And so that's why we must continue to stand up. And, hey, we're not the only country because we're not seeing this on corporate media. Holy cow, I'm actually disappointed in America right now because, if anything, we should be leading the free, the charge in freedom right now, and we're not. Our rallies are not that impressive. You go to Europe, UK, Italy, France, tens of thousands Hundreds of thousands of people are protesting the vaccine passport, the mass mandate. I mean, it is impressive. And we are just getting censored and we're getting shut down and they're not getting this information. But folks, start doing some research and see the crowds that are standing up right now. It makes us look really bad as Americans right now because we should be the leader of the free world and we're just taking it. And we're fighting with school boards when we should be fighting the federal government right now and standing up against that insanity. Right. So, again. He went on and say, say, hey, when there's a pandemic, your freedoms don't matter. I disagree 100%. So he said he bought, he brought up regionally the south, out in the plains, the Great Plains, Sturgis, South Dakota, gathering now of seven 700,000 people. Last year, it was a smaller turnout, and it was over 150,000 people last year. And it led to a massive outbreak in the Dakotas where they became number one and number two for essentially the rest of the calendar year for cases. But now, now I'm just getting warmed up. All right. See how the fear narrative goes? So when people are not awakened, they buy into this and say, oh, those evil, evil bikers are spreading COVID everywhere. So let's analyze this. Let me just destroy this narrative. And this is the part of my job that I really, really enjoy. And led to a massive outbreak in the Dakotas last year of 150,000 people where they became number one and number two for essentially the rest of the calendar year for cases. Cases, cases, cases. Okay, what were you using Last year to diagnose cases, the PCR tests, which is hot garbage, which your own CDC is now withdrawn and say it's not valid science. So they're not talking about deaths. They're talking about cases because I gosh darn guarantee you, if it was truly that they spread COVID and it was COVID held in the Dakotas and all these people were dying, they would be talking about that. But you see how they do it with the fear narrative. They don't give you all the information. They just put these things in that trigger the people who bought into this fear narrative. Again, let me repeat, of the 150,000 people, it led to a massive outbreak in the Dakotas where they became number one and number two for essentially the rest of the calendar year of cases. And you were diagnosing those cases with a faulty PCR test that your own CDC just came out and said they're not going to use anymore. Clown show. So I'm going to stick a little further into this narrative. All right. So I looked up again this morning. The deaths per 1 million, according to our states, from the number one all the way, I included Florida in this because Florida is getting a, a lot of action right now again, just like it did past year. Weird. All right. So let me talk about the deaths per 1 million resulting from this virus. Okay. New Jersey, number one. Number two, New York. Number three, Massachusetts. Number four, Rhode Island. Number five, Mississippi. Number six, Arizona. Number seven, Louisiana. Eight, Alabama. Nine, Connecticut. Ten, South Dakota. Eleven, Pennsylvania. Twelve. 
the good state of Michigan. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Interesting. So let's take all of those states because Dorland's Medical Dictionary states that this uh, true health is a state of optimal physical, mental, and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease and infirmities. That's a lot different than what we've been told, right? They're always focused on cases and death, cases and deaths. But what is true health? Physical, mental, and social well-being. Optimal physical, mental, and social well-being. And if you look at all these top 12 states, all these states besides one hammered down on their citizens, hammered down on the economy, hammered down on Americans, except for South Dakota. And South Dakota sits at number 10, Michigan's number 12, Pennsylvania's number 11. So again, Governor Nome, I'm a fan of you, right? I love Governor Nome. I love how she's handled this situation. But they're not talking about that because it doesn't go along with their fear narrative because we have a governor who has done it right in South Dakota and it's not COVID hell and not everybody are falling off the face of the planet, right? Because we now know that we still have, ever since the beginning, a 99% chance of surviving if infected. And again, I'm going to include kids in this, a kid, and that's what they're hearing now, fear mongering the kids. The kids are filling up all the wards. That's what they push. And you always hear this hearsay story like, I work in this hospital and I'm hearing that this or I seen this. No documentation of it. Not saying kids can't get this, but when kids get this virus and unfortunately, if they die, most of the time, can't say 100%, most of the time, a lot, they have two or three underlying medical conditions. They're already sick. Okay. So we can't do a blanket approach and sacrifice everybody else's physical, mental, and social well-being through this. That was my whole point from the beginning. Lockdowns, mandates are going to do more harm than good. The mental health crisis, the economy crashing. When the economy crashes, not a lot of people can work. Starvation, disease. I mean, it's all documented. It's all there, right? So they're pushing this narrative again. And so, folks, we must continue to stand up against these school boards. And remember, parents and grandparents, they work for you. They work for you. You do not allow them to make decisions based off the group, the whole. So here's my point. We elect them just like we elect anybody else, correct? And they're supposed to come together and come up with solutions to represent the people. However, in this stance, and I'm going to take this a step forward, you should be polling every single parent or every guardian that goes to your school and see if they want the mandates or not. Allow the parents to have a voice in this. That's what should happen. And that is what I'm going to recommend this Wednesday night at the Matawan Public Schools School Board special meeting they're having in the gymnasium, which I will be there and I will be speaking. I don't know how much time I'm going to get, probably just two minutes, but I will be speaking. And so it's up to the parents to decide because you can't make decisions for five to 10 percent of the population when you're going to sacrifice all the other kids, physical, mental and social well-being. What has happened to these poor kids over the past year and a half where we take away their experiences, their opportunities and dreams. This is where we have to continue to stand up. And you know what? If the majority of parents want mass mandates, then so be it. 
I will be withdrawing my child from that school and I will be homeschooling or I'll be going to some other school district that doesn't do the mandates. That's my choice. That is what everybody and every single person in the school district should be a part of is you should poll the parents. You should go there and vote. You should have poll watchers. You can do online, whatever you want to do. Make sure it's legit. And then they should vote on whether or not they want these mandates and the majority rules. That's just how it should be. We cannot no longer allow these school board members to make decisions in this utopian society. Well, there's only 5% that we, we need to do, and we're just going to sacrifice the group as a whole. That's not leadership. You're not going to make everybody happy. But if the majority of the people want a mass mandate, so be it. Then you have a decision to withdraw your kid from that school. But if the majority of the people do not want a mass mandate and you're scared to death of this and you're scared that your kids are going to get it, then you have every right to withdraw your kid from that school. Common sense solutions, folks. That's what we want. But when they come out and go with this garbage and a fear narrative, that's what I will continue to shoot down. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Their own science and research, they just it's, they, they just shoot themselves right in the foot every single time. And that's why I will continue to come on here and just analyze the situation and give you that up-to-date, accurate, truthful information, folks. Yes, COVID exists. It's real. It's nasty. It's a nasty virus, especially people who have diabetes, people who are obese, people who have two or three underlying medical conditions. You have to protect yourself. Just like you do with every other disease process and flu. Still, nobody's talking about natural immunity. Still, nobody's talking about building your body into environment of greatness by breathing, exercising, drinking water, supplementation with the right supplements, making sure that you're eating well, all of that. No, we just want to run and hide. We want to mask up for eternity. And then we want to do a medical procedure. And when that medical procedure wears off, we want to do it again. That, that to me is not logical. And that's what we want is some logic brought into this, which will lead to some common sense solutions for all of us. For everybody out there, prove me wrong. Question me. If you have anything that I need to read, send it over. I'll get to it. But that is what I have dug up over the last several days. And it just it's insane that we're still here talking about this. But we are. But you know me, I'm not going to quit. And I'll continue to get on here and give you as much information as I can, as long as I'm not getting censored. So it's your opportunity right now um, to share this information, to stand up, to go to your school boards, to write your legislatures, to vote and back people who you want to represent you in the office, whoever that may be. All right. But that's your decision. You can't just rely on Garrett and other people who have been standing up. You all have to continue to be involved and you all have to stand up. And then together we will win. But it's going to take every single one of us to do what we need to do. So you can join our movement. Go to GarrettForMichigan.com. I've talked about it before. If you would like to donate to our campaign, please do. Every single dollar helps. But this is what we're up against, folks. And I'm just saying right now, I don't hear a lot of other elected officials talking about this. They don't. They go along with a narrative. I don't hear a lot of our establishment talking about this. They just go along with the narrative. It's time for we, the people, to stand up. It's time for America to look like a lot of these European countries right now. That's impressive. That's what America should be looking like right now. But always remember, the power of one can lead to the power of many. You never know what small act that you may say or do, or even when you stand up, that may change the lives of millions small. If you stay silent, you may not have anything to stand up for here in the future. So it's important right now. This election cycle coming up, very important. Okay, so hammer down, get involved, back your candidate, 
financially, word of mouth, boots on the ground. And our campaign grassroots warriors are simply amazing. Unbelievable what they're doing right now for our campaign. I can't thank them all enough. It's because of them we have a fighting chance in this thing. And it's because of all of your donations and support that we're continuing to push this thing forward. It's all of you. It's the people. It's not Garrett. It's not Garrett's campaign. It's your campaign. It's your run for governor. And it's the people making all this happen. I'm just a guy on the soapbox trying to beat my drum a little louder for every people in the back to hear what we're about and shoot down all the smear articles and campaigns and garbage that they're doing to me personally and to our campaign, whatever. But I will still continue to be me and give you that information. So run with it. Spread it. We have to lower the fear, folks. Look, we have to lower the fear. We don't hate on people. We don't use force. We don't yell at them. We lower the fear by giving people information and supporting them and loving on them and bring them over to our vision. We can't go out there and hate and use force and attack. No, use power, not force. Power is longevity, right? Force is temporary. And we've been forced fed a lot of stuff over the past year and a half. And all of us are quite frankly done with it. We need to unite. And the Republican Party is missing an opportunity. I've said this time and time again. They are not uniting. They're actually creating more division right now. We have to unite. And the majority of Michiganders, the majority of Americans want that unity. And we are done with this fringe left and fringe right division. And we're done with mainstream media and social media disconnecting us. We must continue to stand up and push it forward. Okay? Take it. Run with it. Lower the fear. Love on people. Use power, not force. God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan. And God bless these United States. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.